and welcome to Welfare Daily. I'm your host, Amy Lane, author, runner, health editor, and host of Welfare, the weekly running podcast that's your coach, running buddy, and lifeline to other runners around the world. Welfare Daily is a series of short tips, tricks, and ideas taken from the longer show that you can use to improve your running while going about your day. Remember, you can listen to the full-length episodes of Welfare wherever you listen to podcasts. And my book, I Can Run, is available in audio form and is great company on wet winter slogs. Shin splints are the bane of many, many runners' lives, and they are no fun when you have them. For how common they are, there isn't always an obvious answer, though, on how to remedy them. Helping us distill some of the myths and ambiguities around this common runner's pitfall is PT Bradley Skane. Over to Bradley. How do you treat shin splints as a physio? Yeah, it's. I think the first thing we need to do is work out why it's come on. Going back to sort of the, the training era, that, that will relate to sort of reviewing what a person's been doing in, in the lead up to the pain coming on. So I normally take a snapshot of the, of the four weeks before right. because a dramatic increase in load could last for about four to six weeks. That's, that's what the science tells us. If we increase by more than or 30% or more, our risk of injury is dramatically increased by about four times. So progressing that quickly can cause obviously the knee pain or something like shin splints. I'm a runner myself, so I never like to stop people from running. (laughs) But sometimes with shin splints, we need to just because of the continuum it sits on. So because there's potentially risk of stress fracture, we need to be a bit bit careful a bit sensible with it but the best thing is to work out when the pain comes on so if it's not painful on walking and if we can do a little bit of running to say we can run for 5k or run for 5k if the pain comes on at 6k we'll be okay so we can we can keep you running we can cross train the rest whilst we let it let it settle down and we can do our normal stuff in in that period so we can ice elevate rest where a lot of runners go wrong is it settles back down and they go back to running and, and they miss that kind of bridging the gap between getting pain free and then being able to return to what they would hope to be doing there. And again, that sort of involves some strengthening work uh, and a slow and gradual build up of sort of increase in the load tolerance. So I get my patients doing a lot of lot of hopping, a lot of multi-directional hopping to increase the tolerance of the bone and the tissue to be able to then go back to back to running after that. Okay. I'm just now thinking like it's totally okay to come in off a run, ice your shins and watch Netflix. That's what I that's what I've just interpreted from that. Yeah, that's like. a pretty good idea. <laughs> as as long as once the pain settles you're doing a bit of work to yeah. to, to strengthen the calf and, and, and so on and so forth. <laughs> is um calf strength really important to running? It is, yeah. The calf is probably the most important muscle for runners. We've got a lot of research that shows if if your calf strength improves, your your times improve. What a great tip. I'd love to know if you put today's advice into practice. Why not join the Welfare crew on Instagram using the hashtag Welfare? And if you're after a running buddy, follow Welfare here on Spotify for full-length episodes. Thanks all. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm-hmm. 